Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode of the EPL Boys. You're home to everything English Premier League soccer and today a whole lot more. My name is Matt, as always, with my best friend through the internet, JD. JD, we are back. It is just you and I today. No special guest involved. We here today are going to be breaking down some of the hot topic news going around the world of football. And we, of course, have to start with the European Cup final. JD, unfortunately, Real Madrid won Liverpool nothing. JD, I- I- I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let you talk. Go ahead, JD. What, what are you feeling? Um, I mean, I'm feeling sad because Liverpool played really well. They did. I, you look at the, just based on the statistics of someone who wasn't watching the game, didn't see the scoreline, just looked at the stats. Liverpool had 24 shots, 9 on target. Real Madrid had 4 shots, 2 on target. Liverpool didn't dominate possession, but they, they won out on possession 54 to 46. Um, passing Passes were, you know, even, whatever. Pass accuracy was pretty even, but that, you know, that doesn't mean anything. I just, it, it, I, I'm sad because Liverpool couldn't capitalize on chances, and most of that was down to Thibaut Courtois. I, everyone knows he's a world-class keeper. There's no, there's no one argues that I, he is. He was on another level in this game, and it, it's. I didn't really like Jurgen Klopp's comment because I, I think it was taken out of context. That when when he said when when the goalkeeper is man of the match, there's a problem. I haven't seen the interview. I'm sure that was probably taken out of context. Like just that line was taken. And yeah, that that sounds like he's making excuses. And honestly, he probably was. I think he was pissed off that they couldn't could like Liverpool could not convert a single chance. Like Courtois was just on another level. And when that's the case. This uh, the, the shit like this happens. I mean, I mean, Real Madrid. I, I honestly like. This is gonna sound biased because I'm a huge Liverpool fan. Liverpool were the better team overall in the game. They were the much better team. Real Madrid capitalized on a, a chance, and Liverpool just couldn't. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm sad. Um, because I, I mean, the Premier League is whatever. Because that, that was a up in the air anyway. It, it, Liverpool didn't have a good shot at that to begin with. Uh, it, it's it's a shame that when you're up for four trophies and you get the, the two that don't matter compared to the other two and those are the only two you get. Granted, still two trophies in the season. Um, be proud. Like, it's... it's the, the players can be proud about that. I, I, I think... It, it was surprising that they had the, the parade... The day after. Um, it was surprising. I haven't actually watched the inside exclusive video on YouTube for Liverpool. That's I, I didn't watch it live. I, I meant to and I, I didn't get a chance. I'm going to watch the video probably later tonight. But um, 
I, I on social media I saw you know players like you know going live on Instagram and stuff and and I've seen I've seen some clips of it. Um, it's hilarious that they had Calvin Harris live DJing on the top of that. That's pretty funny. Uh, kind of yeah. kind of cringy, but whatever. Uh, I don't know. I I think I think the parade was good. I, I'm surprised it was the day after they lost in the Champions League final, but I I, I think it was good. I think it let the players you know kind of just know that. They did have a successful season. Um, it could have been better, but at the same time, they played every single game possible. Every single game they possibly could have played, all, you know, not counting like the Club World Cup or something like that, they played. And I think that the the, the fans showing their support for a parade, like that parade the day after they lost the European final... I, from the pictures and, and short videos I've seen, it seemed like they they were out in in, in full force. So I I, I like that. It, it's a shame that Liverpool couldn't win win the tournament, but Real Madrid do just have that knack of winning this cup. So I kind of wanted Real Madrid in the final compared to Man- Manchester City, um, but at the same time I could say the opposite. I. I think I think deep down I probably wanted City because Liverpool knows City and they play them so often. But Real Madrid, I think, were the lesser side, and in the game, I think they were. I, I just they capitalized on a chance and Liverpool couldn't. Um, Valverde, uh, he's kind of a piece of shit for what he said about Robertson. But like when Liverpool literally bossed that entire game, they just couldn't fucking finish. Uh, but Valverde with a scuffed shot that turning into a world-class assist like cool bro you tried to shoot yourself and uh yeah it, you got lucky um I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that he got lucky because it because it was a missed shot like he he fucking scott he uh, scuffed it and Vinny was just there and trent yeah probably could defend it better could have seen Vinny if he looked over i liverpool should have won that game 3-1 they should have on the cha- based on the chances, I Thibaut Courtois won that game for Real Madrid. Mane's save shot in the first half, Salah's save shot in the second half. I, it's that's I mean that's European football. I that is that is a Champions League final. That's what you get. Uh, so I it's it's whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm sad, but you know what? They had a successful season, so I'm, I'm not going to be that sad about it. Still, still left the two trophies, albeit the lesser two. But it is what it is. We go again next season. I'm excited for. I mean, I'm excited for the transfers to ensue. But uh, I will say to segue. A lot of Matt. Do you have anything to say about the final, like the game itself? This is uh, maybe this is the exact thing that maybe people already kind of know, but I kind of want to say it out loud is these games like never deliver. Like they're never the game you think they're going to be like, they're always going to be. Cause the thing at the end of the day is it's the biggest trophy in Europe. Real Madrid knew what they had to do. And maybe it's just the unpopular thing to sit back, absorb the pressure and take the chances that when you have them, instead of playing stretched wide open football because at the end of the day that's just what Real Madrid did that's the Real Madrid changed what they usually do they turned into a very compact neutral side short passes 
really, really key triggering long balls. Just, it, it was interesting. It was interesting to see a team with Real Madrid's firepower to basically go, hey, we understand we know what we have, but we're going to play against our enemy before we play our game plan, which I find extremely unique going into the final game of the season, the most important game of the season. Um, this, this just is Real Madrid. This is their competition. Whether people want to say it out loud or not, you're thinking it. Everyone's thinking it. Those at home listening right now, you're you think it. This is Real Madrid's tournament. This is this is what they do. The meme of oh they got that dog in them. That's literally Real Madrid. They just have that dog in them where they they just did whatever they could. JD seeing the way Real Madrid got to this final. I think I might argue this might go down as the one of the greatest Champions League runs of all time when it comes to how they did it and how it comes to, you know, the opponents they played. I mean, when you really, really look at this, coming back to beat PSG, coming back to beat Chelsea, coming back to beat Manchester City, and then squaring off against one of the most aggressive firepower teams in the world— probably one of the best starting 11s in the last 10 years. And PSG found a way to, or not PSG, and Real Madrid found a way to shut him down. I'm, again, I'm just saying that this might be one of the greatest Champions League runs of all time. And yeah, I guess people might say like, oh, how are you going to think that when they only won one nothing in the final? But they scored three goals against PSG, who people say they might have one of the best defenses in the world. You scored five goals against Chelsea, who are still a top three team in one of the most aggressively defensive leagues in the world. And then you scored six goals against Manchester City, the English champion. Uh, JD, I don't know about you. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this question back to you. Do you believe that this might be the greatest Champions League run of all time? I mean, it's certainly up there. Um... I, I, as a Liverpool as a Liverpool fan, I have to say, you know, three <laughs> 0 down to Barcelona, the four 0 comeback, that's up there. Tottenham, that same season. Yeah. I, oh, I, I'm, but I'm not even saying just like one game. Yeah. If you're no, talking I, about know, the, I know, it, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I mean, if you're talking about the greatest comeback in soccer history, yes. I mean, the liver, the Liverpool against, wait, it was the Liverpool against Barcelona. You have Roma against Barcelona. You had. Barcelona over what was it PSG yep. the famous yep. like five goal comeback I mean yeah there are, there have been comebacks for the ages no I, I know I, saying, I know I you're saying, saying a it's, tournament in total yeah a tournament it's, in total. it's certainly up there um I would have to I would have to think about that more like I wasn't really thinking about like oh their run to the final because I was mostly focused on the final itself because in the present but yeah I I would have to think about that I'm, I'm sure it is it it quite quite possibly might be the best. I, I don't know. I, I would have to look at recent and, you know, past years. But um yeah, that's I that that is that that's very possible. I they they did have an incredible run. I mean, against City that what they did was insane. It it was insane. So I And yeah. the And the only follow up question I have for you because at one point we were talking about the quad 
only having two of the four, and even you said two of the lesser of the four, JD, would you consider, really a short answer, you don't have to get too long with this, would you consider this season unsuccessful? No, not at all. Are you kidding me? Like I said before, Liverpool played in every single game possible. All That's like nuts. not including like the Club World Cup. When does that happen? That yeah, doesn't that's... happen. I, I mean, you're you're talking. Liverpool lost the Premier League by a single point, and they it's lost nuts. the fi- the Champions League final by a single goal, and they and they bossed that game. I, I just it, it's not a failure. Yeah, in terms of, oh, you missed out on the two best trophies, but, like, (laughs) they still won two trophies, got the lift two trophies, and played every single game on offer. I just, it's, it's, what a season. What a season. I I couldn't be prouder of the team I support. I really couldn't. No, I mean, you know what? You got to look at it like that because there are people across the world who are lab- like could label this as a disappointment. And yeah, it's like, people well, on fucking Twitter. That's why well, I stay I'm off even, Twitter for the most part. Oh, but I'm not even saying. I'm saying yeah, I, I, you're not wrong there, but I'm saying like just every like a lot of people across different platforms are kind of like preaching that like, hey, they you know this was the one that would have solidified a great season but it was they're, it, it's, they're all it's, united they're, they're all united fans that uh, are I wouldn't, call are, them, I wouldn't say they're all united they're fans. mostly think, united fans they're mostly united fans that are trying to forget the season they had and put all of their emotion into the fact well, that oh liverpool didn't win the quad yeah failure it's an absolute disappointment you know what jurgen klopp should be fired you yeah. know what? Let's what a start. joke of a team. Oh, my let's, God. Let's No, I'm starting that right now. This rumor is officially starting here at the EPL, boys. <laughs> Jurgen Klopp is on the hot seat. Little Jurgen did they Klopp. know he just signed a two-year extension. No, nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Jurgen Klopp's on the hot seat. He'll be coaching in the MLS in no time. I'm looking at you, Houston Dynamo. Oh God. It's just it's crazy. This Liverpool statistics in the final should have won the final. In, in, in other years... 24 well, shots, nine on target. Is, uh, that should that should score at least one or two goals. Who is who is the um Thibaut Liverpool? Courtois. No, who is the liver? Oh yeah, by the way, Thibaut Courtois, um, easy Ridiculous. man of the match. Yeah, easy. easy yeah. yeah. Um, right now, best goalkeeper in the world. Uh, yeah, after, I mean, after that, be, and and because because recency bias, and I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying, like recency bias. I yeah, probably world number one goalkeeper, probably. So. That's it, really all. Yeah, he's that's a fucking really all, mountain. Yeah. He's well, like I mean, six foot, like ten. It's ridiculous. It's a big kid. He eats his he eats his vegetables, boys and girls. Um, before the game, though, uh, the game actually got delayed thirty six minutes. Absolutely uh, there ridiculous. Was, there, there was a huge issue going on outside of the stadium. Um, French officials and just game security and just police lost complete control of the scenes. Um, a massive amount of people with. Fake tickets were getting into the game, leaving people who bought real tickets, you know, out in the crowd. And then there's also a bunch of fans who thought they bought real tickets who ended up having fake tickets. Then that led to a lot of commotion and anger leading to people trying to get in, jumping fences. Um, Police had to get involved. There are fans. There are photos of fans getting pepper sprayed. JD... I'd like to say I'm surprised that the French 
screwed something up involving sports, but this is not the first time the French have let me down on the po- football politics side of things. What happened, man? Um, well, it was really unclear, you know, in like during the delay, like before the game actually kicked off. Um, I, I want to say that, you know, the broadcasters, like I, I was watching it on Paramount Plus. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I was watching it on CBS because it was actually broadcast on cable. But um, CBS at slash Paramount Plus. The broadcasters like Jamie Carragher, um, fucking, oh, who's the Man City defender? Uh, Michael Richards. Michael Michael, Richards. Yeah, Michael Richards. And uh, like Thierry Henry, Kate Abdo. I... I think they were not not necessarily. I'm not saying like they were smart to not talk about like going to details with it, but they didn't know, so they're just hearing what everyone else is hearing, saying, "Oh, there's unrest outside." Mainly, Liverpool fans can't get into the stadium. Here's the thing: a lot of news has come out since the game happened, and it's it's looking really bad for UEFA and French authorities. I mean, I mean, and I mean really bad. Uh, it's, it's, the main report is that the stadium closed down, like, four of the five gates when specifically Liverpool fans were trying to get in. And obviously that's going to lead to unrest. But apparently, according to, and, and I'm not sure, like, yeah, uh, of course, oh, JD's biased, he's a Liverpool fan. Every news outlet, Liverpool and not Liverpool news outlet, is saying the Liverpool fans were actually not being bad. They were just like, let us in. We paid £5,000 for this fucking ticket. Like, let me into the game. The kickoff's in 30 minutes. Like, and there's reports of police using tear gas, uh, pepper spraying, you know, uh, people trying to get in. And yeah, if you pepper spray someone, they're going to be pissed off. Like, I, I just, I've never understood that fact, we, we, like, that aspect of, you know, riot police. Like, one, why were riot police there to get with? Why were they there? Uh, and, but two, if you tear gas a group of people, no matter the situation, I mean, it could be very warranted. I don't think it was in this situation. But if you tear gas a group of people, they're probably not going to be happy about it. And then a lot of the reports are that the people jumping the fences were French locals, like trying to get into the game without tickets. I I don't know. It, it's a it's a whole mess. Liverpool have officially submitted an like to have they've submitted a request to have a formal investigation. How I, I, how that will turn out, I have no fucking idea. It, it's it's just a great thing that no one died. Um, I don't think it was near that level of, of, you know, issues, but it's, it's good. Like I, I am sad. Like I was reading reports, you know, today and yesterday of like people that were there and saying like, we were literally queuing up to, to get into the game and they just closed the gate in front of us and said, Oh, there's one gate across the stadium that we're only letting people in. And it's like all Liverpool fans. And it's like, and and people saying like we were here three hours before kickoff trying to get in, uh, I I don't know something there was something fishy. I said it as it was happening. Something's not right. I don't know all the information, so I'm not gonna make a you know a huge judgment. But like reading about a lot of the people that were there, something something's fishy. 
and I, it, it doesn't take away from the game. The game happened. The game, the game was the game. That's nothing. Like I'm not saying anything about that. It UEFA <laughs> to say they're corrupt is you know just it, it's not even it, it's not yeah you can't you can't understand like I they're just a ridiculous organization. It's the same with FIFA. I money money talks and I don't I don't know the. I don't know what would have made them say, oh, let's not let these Liverpool fans in. Oh, here's the French riot police. You know, let's get let's get them tear gassed. Uh, I don't know. I, it bothered me at the time, and it's bothering me even more now. Um, I'm, I, the fact that Liverpool, as a club, issued a statement saying, we want a formal investigation from UEFA, that says a lot. Because to me, that says they did their due diligence and said, okay, something's not right. Something was not right in this situation, and we, we want to know the answer. So I, I don't know. I, I could go on for longer, but I'll just, yeah, no. Yeah, it's, um, I'd like to hear. So my big thing is I want to hear more that comes from this investigation. I want to, I want to know the details. I want to know who fucked up. I want to know who was making these decisions and why. I just want to know. I want to know before I jump to a massive conclusion, but like, does this happen at every world, uh, every European cup final or is it like, no, it does. It does. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, stop letting the French do football things. Just stop letting them do football things. That's it. Just no, stop. Please stop. Like, just, just cut it out. Every single thing the French have done football-related-wise has been a complete miscue. And now this is, again, once once again, something on the national stage where it's so fucking annoying. It should be, when you spend that much money, and the issue is, is of course it's going to happen. You're going to buy a, a, a fake ticket off someone and you think it's real and you've spent all of your money on something that's not real. There needs to be better systems in place where people can buy tickets guaranteed, number one. And then number two, it's just, I don't know. And number two, it's, you know, if you have riot police already there, I think you're anticipating like you know something's going to happen. That's just my food for thought. Yeah, or or you're wanting it to. Yeah. It's... No, I, 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 honestly, I'm done talking about that aspect of yeah. the final. I, yeah, more Let's, will come out with this investigation. Yeah. I, it's, I, it, it's, I, I'm so thankful that no one died. Yeah, because uh, because honestly, that could that could have happened. Yeah, and, and that would have and and that would have just made that would have mar- it would have marred yeah. the entire day. Yeah, it, it would have completely yeah. marred the entire day. Um, that's gonna be really it for the game, guys. Uh, the world, the European cup season is officially over every team now is starting to go on international break or players are going on vacation so at least for the football sense of it we are we are done uh on friday's episode jd and i will be doing our award show presentation we will be putting on our suits we will be drinking champagne and we will i mean jd's gonna be drinking natty light Um, yeah i'm not wearing a suit and i'm definitely drinking natty light so all right well all right well I, i tried but we will be doing our awards, player of the seasons, giving out the grades, all the fun stuff you look forward to at the end of every season. 
Really quickly, we're going to run through a couple hot topics across the world of football. Uh, we'll stay here in the Premier League before we jump abroad. JD, Sadio Mane is not returning to Liverpool. What in the fuck happened? Because I feel like this came out of nowhere. Well, it, it didn't come out of nowhere. It Recently, it's new. But um, yeah, Mane doesn't want... He doesn't want to renew uh, his contract. He wants a new challenge. And look... I am the biggest Sadio Mane fan. I have his jersey. I have his number 19 jersey for Liverpool. And I'm not saying like, oh, I've been a fan for 20 years. No, like, I just, I, I got his first jersey and he switched to the number 10. So it's, it's you know, I think it's cool. Like I had his original number before he switched to the number 10. I, I love the man, but I, I can understand why he would want a new challenge. He has won every possible trophy with Liverpool. He has he has won everything. I understand that he would be interested in a team like Bayern, where and and I understand why Liverpool might let this happen. Well, not might they probably will let this happen because they'll probably get a decent fee for him. It'll probably be what they paid for him, and they certainly got the most out of him in that time in the six years. I, it's sad, of course, but. It's a little sad after losing the Champions League final, of course, but I don't know. Liverpool have done well with their recruitment. <laughs> I it's I'm not saying like Amane won't be a big loss to the team, but they've signed Diogo Jota and now Luis Diaz. If they bring somebody else in to replace Mane, he'll probably do a job. So I nobody could replace Mane. I think I think the way he plays is very different to what a lot of players can do but i think liverpool will be fine i think they will be fine especially with him reportedly going to Bayern. give me give liverpool you know serge nabry in that deal maybe that i mean that would be almost a like for like a little bit younger but like almost a like for like robert Lewandowski, man oh as much God. as it would not work in liverpool's system he has also, I'll just segue, Robert Lewandowski has flat out stated, flat out, just flat out stated, Bayern, I will not be returning to Bayern. Like, that, I am gone, yeah. like, this okay, summer. Okay, well, and that's, and that's... Which is uh, bold, uh, uh, that's uh, bold, uh, because they yeah. could keep him for 12 months. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, let me talk about Sadio Mane really quickly, and then, yeah, we're gonna jump on to Robert Lewandowski. Baffled. Like, I, I, I get maybe, like, again, brighter side. You have Luis Diaz who can fill that role. You have Diego Jota who can fill that role. You already have guys who can prove in they can do it. And then Liverpool always fucking hit home runs when it comes to getting a good deal on a transfer. So I'm not worried that Sadio Mane's shoes can't be filled. I'm just more like, dude, how is this happening? Like, it, for me... Because he's one of the Tower of Terrors at Liverpool. Like, he is a X factor you need to prepare against. So, I mean, I, I, I'm, I think he's going to do very well. I get it. All links are, like, linking him to, uh, linking him to Bayern. But I, I would be excited to see what he does in the Bundesliga. And it, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really, really interesting. But, yeah, let's jump over. 
Robert Lewandowski, with a full year left on his contract, flat out came out and said he's done and he's not going back to uh, Bayern Munich. Um, I'm not sure. I know there's like split rumors that he's not a fan of the way Nagelsmann coaches. He's wants to take on a new challenge in a different league. I understand all these things. This is another one of those where why? You're in a team that consistently has handpicked to some of the best players all around. You get paid very well. You are guaranteed to win the Bundesliga, guaranteed to be in the final four of the Poké de Cal. You also are a guaranteed to get into the final eight teams of Champions League. That is... I don't know why you'd walk away from that. I really don't know why you'd walk away unless he maybe feels that he needs to go get one big contract right now because maybe the next one won't be there. And trust me when yeah, I say Robert, I, you will win it. I think that's and, that's it. And I, there's been rumors that apparently Barcelona might be a team that goes calling, but with their financial situation, Barcelona might have to do a fire sale just to keep the books good. Like... Frankie de Jong does not want to leave Barcelona. Barcelona might just sell him anyway because they physically can't afford to keep the lights on. And apparently Barcelona are now building a new stadium when they're already so in the red it hurts. But apparently they're about to go build a new stadium. JD, Robert Lewandowski leaving Bar uh, leaving Bayern Munich, Barcelona question mark? I don't know. How do you feel about this? I mean, I in the same way with Sadio Mane, he's won every he's won everything with Bar or with Bayern, and I can see him thinking like, let me get one more good contract because the, the thing is, the dude is I think he's thirty three, almost turning thirty four. I he's getting up there in age. That doesn't detract from what he can do on the field. He's still one of if if not arguably the best striker in the world. I Kareem Benzema might have an argument there, um, but he is still a world-class striker i don't think byron give him as good a good of a deal as if he would go elsewhere i think of real madrid who i i don't know i don't know if that would be realistic just because benzema has been benzema the last you know year and a half but at the same time that would be a new challenge and you know obviously the like a very good likelihood of winning the champions league again in you know the near future barcelona doesn't make sense because of their financials. Um, I think any team signing Lewandowski would have to pay a, a modest fee because, you know, 12 months left on his contract, probably in the region of 20 to 30 million, uh, which, which on the face of it sounds great. And it's the same with Mane. I mean, Mane's I, either 30 or almost 30. You'd have to pay at least probably 30 million for Mane, but you're going to have to pay him a shit ton in wages and Lewandowski probably more than Mane. I that's why like I if say say like I'm saying like Nabry to Liverpool in the Mane deal like say Liverpool if Klopp wanted Lewandowski which is honestly entirely possible just because he knows him because he coached him at, at Dortmund the the logistics of that deal would be so bad for Liverpool I think he would be a really good player for Liverpool. The problem is the money involved. I mean, you'd have to pay. If you're only paying 20 to 30 million euros or pounds or whatever, it doesn't matter. If you're only paying 20 to 30 million 
for Lewandowski, you're paying him 300,000 pounds to play for Liverpool. And Liverpool just don't do that. They just don't. Mane is currently on 100,000 pounds a week, which is, I mean, that's insane to begin with. Yeah, that's baffling. When Naby Keita and and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain make more than him in that Liverpool team. But, of course, Mane deserves more at at this time. And they probably offered him, they they probably offered Mane, like Liverpool probably offered Mane like 180,000, maybe even 200,000. They don't do 300,000. And I know maybe that's semantics, but like they just don't do it. They're not. I don't think they're going to do it for Salah, but Salah wants to stay. So I, th- I think they're going to come to a, a, an agreement with Salah in the two twenty to two fifty range. I mean, Virgil Van Dyke makes. I think he makes two twenty. I think he's the highest paid player. I think he makes two twenty. Thiago Alcantara makes two hundred even. I'm pretty sure. Fucking Milner makes like one hundred fifty thousand. I, I well, they got him for free, but still, I. It, they just that move would not be logistically feasible the way Liverpool want to run their club, and then also in the system, the team system. I, I just it would work if the entire system changed. You know, sole striker, inverted wingers, Luis Diaz and Salah feeding off the target man. It would work, but it's not how how Liverpool play. So I just I I would be ecstatic if they if they. Sold Mane to Bayern and Bayern sold Lewandowski to Liverpool. Yeah, I would go crazy because that would be insane. Le- Lewandowski would probably score 10, 15, 20 goals in the Premier League next season. I just, it system-wise, it would it would be so different. I just don't think Klopp would do it. Even even with the relationship he has with Lewandowski in the past, I, I just don't see that happening. If we're talking about a swap with Bayern... Nabry is more realistic, but I, I, who knows that that would fucking happen. There's been no rumors of it. It's just that would be nice. You know, that would be a replacement. But we already have Luis Diaz. So, like, I don't know. It's it's crazy. The, the transfer market already, it's it's May 31st as we're recording this. This episode will come out on June 1st. But it's crazy. The transfer market just churning out and churning and, out drama. And let me and let me throw this out to you real quick. This actually broke as we started recording the podcast. Chiellini, yes, center back for Juventus, is on his way to MLS side LAFC. He's not in a retirement home now. I oh, thought well, I thought he was in a retirement home. Well, the best team in MLS right now just got a world class defender. Now, excuse, uh, honestly, uh, uh, excuse me, excuse me. What are you saying? Best team in MLS right now? They are. Go look at the go look at the points. Like physically, LAFC is number think, one in the league. I think top. The top is drawn between two teams because they both drew each other a couple weeks ago. Philly Union and LFC yeah, had a draw. Of, uh, so okay, I would okay, I would me, argue that they're they're let, both top. Let me let me just tell you this, JD. And, and where are the Red Bulls in like fifth and place? And it and it and it's gonna hurt me to say this. JD, you are not even the best team in your conference. <laughs> what NYCF what? what NYCFC is doing right now need the league needs to fucking notice the fact that NYCFC are averaging like three goals, four goals a game. Yeah, and Castellanos but, still flops every single chance he gets. Well, uh, oh, right oh. now, yes. Can I also say, fun fun part of the Champions League final, uh, Vinicius Junior. Yeah, I know he scored the. I know he scored the only goal. Um, all time flop. All time flop. Everybody saw it. 
he did not get yellow carded, and I because the ref called it a foul. The ref, or sorry, excuse me, the ref called it a flop, but it was in the run of play where there was no foul, so he didn't stop the game. I I cannot believe the referee of the Champions League final did not go back and yellow card Vinicius Jr. for oh, that flop. No. Go oh, look no. it up. No, 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 no. everyone, everyone, it, Liverpool didn't get a call, guys. It call wasn't. The cops. No, 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 no. It, it was in midfield. I don't care. Yeah. It's just I'm, I'm it was the most egregious Katie. yellow card flop I've Katie, ever I'm, seen. I'm going to call 911, okay? Do, just, do just, brick just, dive like in FIFA yeah, where do, you know it's like L or it's like left trigger or left or left trigger and left on the on the yeah, joystick or something. Yeah. That he did that. And yeah, go J- look it up it's hilarious. All right. All right. JD, yeah, JD, I'm on hold with I'm on hold with 911 right now. I'm going to make sure that they hear you complain that Liverpool didn't get a call. Like come on, okay? It's going to happen. Okay. I just in the biggest fine. game of the year. I, yes, because no Liverpool player has ever flopped ever. I'm ever. not saying that. In a, cha- I'm saying in a Champions League final, that obviously that that the referee even pointed it out, but didn't go back after once the play was stopped later on. That is, I mean, why did he not get yellow carded? I'm not saying it would not have affected the game in any way. I'm not saying and, it would have. It would and not have yet, affected the game. And, I'm just saying. And, and yet, it found its way onto the airways of the EPL boys. It just, uh, I, I don't know. It was just a little, uh, little sus. One is of the, the kids. Is that what the kids are playing or saying? I, I, you're sussy. younger. You're younger than me. I want to hear none of. I want to hear of none of what the kids are talking about. <laughs> um, you're older than me by like a couple months. Yeah, and again couple months closer to that AARP card. I am so fucking yeah, like pumped. Twenty year, twenty five years till then. Yep, I can't wait. Final news: This one back in the back in the EPL. Chelsea have officially been taken over. Uh, Todd Bully has become the new owner. Um, they are one hundred percent in. They are taking over basically everything across the board with Chelsea. The Roman era of Chelsea is officially done. Uh, JD, it's a new horizon for Chelsea. Uh, a lot of interesting takes. Um, interesting to see what sanctions will stay, which ones will go, how they're going to handle certain players going out, coming in. Um, Roman was not a good person, clearly. Reasons why he's no longer the owner of the club. But JD, you have to admit that Chelsea had became a big club because of Roman. Like they are where they are because of him. I what would you money. say? Well, <laughs> of course well, of course it's money. That's how the world goes round is because of money. But JD are compared to what Roman did with Chelsea. Do you think that this is a step in the new di- in a new better direction or do you think because it's another American owner in the system, Chelsea actually might hurt a little uh, I, I don't think there's going to be that much change in Chelsea itself. Um, a new owner means, you know, not just new money, but different money. Um, the mindset might be different. You know, players they bring in, players they sell. I like Christian Pulisic took anything related to Chelsea off of his Instagram. And I'm, I'm not here to, you know, flame the, the rumor mill. But like usually when a player does that, that means they're not happy. And they want to be sold, so I, I don't know. I, a new ownership group at Chelsea. I, who the fuck knows? It's look that broke like 
today or the day before. I I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know how much money is going to be pumped into Chelsea. I don't think it matters. Chelsea are a good team. They just there's something there's something there that I the fact that Callum Hudson Odoi is still on 150 thousand pounds a week and doesn't play. I mean I know he's injured, but like <laughs> you can't be paying that money for like a 21 year old who doesn't play. I'm sorry. Like, I understand it's an injury, but before that, he wasn't really playing, and he wasn't really worth 150,000 pounds a week. They should have sold him to Bayern when they had the chance for, like, 35 mil. I I don't know what's going to happen. I, it's it's better than it's better than what could have happened, which would be, you know, the British government dissolving Chelsea as a football club. That, that could have happened. There was a realistic chance of that happening. If this sale didn't go through... I, the club would have been liquidated, and I mean, a lot of a lot of teams would have gotten a lot of good players on free transfers. But well, maybe not. For, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that would work for a big team like Chelsea. But yeah, it's it, it's going to be interesting to see with with certain sanctions because I think I think most of the sanctions with you know with the war in in Ukraine, I think most of the sanctions will go away. I want to say just because. Abramovich is gone, but I don't, I don't, I don't know how it all works. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. This is very recent news. I mean, we knew about it, but it, it's now confirmed. So who knows? Who knows what uh what Bully can do at Chelsea? Yeah, I I'm gonna be honest. Um, Chelsea fans, be worried. Be very worried. Um, hey, American owners can be good in the Premier League, just like at Liverpool. You have another businessman at the <laughs> helm. You you have someone who has the goal of making more money than seeing more titles. Congratulations! You inherited the Glazers. You inhand you handled the you inherited the Cronkies. You you congratulations! You got another one. This is what's gonna happen. Because pretty soon you're going to start putting the wrong people in the wrong positions. You're going to get players upset. You're going to bring in players who don't want to fight for the badge. You're going to bring in people who only want to make top dollar. And the thing that doesn't help Chelsea is your history is not that big. I.e. your success is more since, you know, the late 1990s, early 2000s. You don't have the history like Arsenal and Manchester United do where their fans have something to really hold on to, like being a proud history. Chelsea fans are considered some of the more plastic fans in Europe compared to who and you racist. talk to. Well, England is racist. But well, yeah, that, that's, that's also a fair assessment, yeah. Um, be careful, Chelsea. Be careful because this could quickly go from bad to worse if you don't kind of get this leveled out like quickly. Remember, you had an owner who cared about winning, who used to do anything it took to win. We'll have to see if this new guy is going to do the same. And then finally, in the last few minutes of today's episode, guys, we, the um, some odds, JD, have come out for the upcoming Premier League season. Nottingham Forest... Congratulations to them. They are back in the Premier League. A club with that, actual history. Yes, yes, yes. Fulham, Bortmouth, and Nottingham Forest are the three teams 
that came back up. Congratulations to you three. And let me just say right now, unfortunately, Fulham and Bournemouth have officially been relegated from the English Premier yep. League. Yeah, yep. it's yep. hey, yep. Next you guys, yep. you gave it, you gave it a good shot. You it's funny. It a... It's funny in recent in recent years, like there's always. Three That's teams why, come up, one one stays yep. up, and it's probably going to be Nottingham Forest yeah, and the yeah. uh, Fulham and Bournemouth. Yeah, they're back down. Yeah, of course, um, they're going to spend a hundred million pounds in this summer, and it's not going to do a single thing. JD, I'm going to go over some odds. Let's start at. Do you want to start, JD? Do you want to start about who's the heavyweight favorites, or do you want to start at the opposite end of the table? I mean, let's let's save the best for last. So let's do the heavyweight favorites first, because it's obviously Manchester City first, Liverpool second. I, I can't imagine it's anything else. Coming in at one to one odds, so this is going to win the Premier League is Arsenal Football Club. No, what? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. JD's like, I'm sorry. One more time in English. Um, yeah, Manchester City are the current fa- favorite, of course, going off yeah. on four to seven. Liverpool, though. Some very good odds here. They're going off two to one, JD. So basically, that's it's still a, not good odds. It's that's basically, still not good odds. It is basically a 50 50 split, like for Liverpool. It's basically bet a dollar, win 50 cents. Yeah, that's, um, not, that's not good odds. From a betting perspective, yeah. especially a futures bet. No, that's not good odds. Chelsea, this is an interesting one. Chelsea going off at 16 to one. That's at, that is actually a good bet. Tottenham, That's a good bet. Tottenham going off at twenty to one. Yeah, well, they're not going to win. So Manchester United, surprisingly, a little <laughs> higher are, up on the table. Why are they there? Twenty. Oh my yeah. God. Th- see, this is this is interesting, JD. Going off at twenty-eight to one. That's so, that's wasted money to win yeah. the Premier. Yeah, no, that's wasted this money. This is this this is the interesting one. Because if you have a few dollars in your pocket and you believe. No, don't. <laughs> Arsenal, Arsenal are coming in off at fifty to one odds, JD. I mean, yeah, that's not awful, but like, no, there's no way Arsenal win the Premier League next season. It's I, and the the most devouted Arsenal fan will say, yeah, there's no fucking way we're winning the Premier League next season. We also now this is interesting. Talk about a jump. Newcastle, Newcastle New yeah, United yeah. coming off at sixty-six to one odds. That's not a the the problem with that is that solely is taking into account but, what they do in the summer. But you put your bet in now, yes, before yes. the odds change. You put yes. your bet in right now because if they get and, Neymar and they get all these <laughs> other people. That's no, Neymar, Neymar would not light up the Premier League. He would be injured week two and would not see the field until January. Yeah. And no, that, right, that's a me, whole that's a whole episode. That that is Neymar coming to the Premier yeah. League would be not good for him. For him, yeah. it would be hilarious because he would literally get injured week two, probably of his own doing. Yeah. But, <laughs> Leicester City and West Ham both coming up at 150 to 1. Uh, yeah, so, that's not happening, but yeah. Aston, yeah. Aston Villa, Brighton, Everton, Leeds, and Wolves coming in at 250 to 1. I feel like so, that should be higher for those yeah, teams. Yeah. Crystal Palace and Southampton going off at 500 to 1. Brentford and Nottingham Forest, the new guys. 750 to 1. You have Fulham at 1,000 to 1. And JD, if you felt like risking it all, 
Sportmith coming in at 1,500 to 1. Yeah, who the fuck's going to risk that? Oh, the guy that put money on, put 100 quid on Leicester City to win at 5,000 to 1 in 2015, 2016. God. No one with a sane mind is going to do that. Like, Um, think about, like, think about that. Like, we just said it. And we've already made fun of the fact that a couple of these teams are guaranteed going to go down. Could you imagine someone saw 5,000 to 1 and literally just said, fuck it? And put 20, 20, 20 pounds on it. Uh, it, That would be insane. And I'm sure sure someone in England did put. Oh, well, if you're a fan. If you're a fan, I'm sorry. Somebody did that. And if I was a, probably multiple people put twenty yeah. quid on Leicester City to win the Premier League in 2015-2016, and they were probably going crazy. Could you like, imagine? Like, could you imagine that? That's your local team. Imagine, like, that's who I think bet on Leicester. It's it's the local team. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna throw fifty dollars on my team. I don't care what the odds are. They're my team. And then imagine your team wins the title, and then oh yeah, I'm about to cash the fattest check or, of my life. If it, I mean, if I was like, if I was a billionaire, and I just wanted just, you know, just some fun, I would throw fifty fifty dollars on all twenty teams to win the Premier League, because if it's you know Liverpool or City or Chelsea, you know, or just you, the the kind of team that wins every year, you know, it's whatever, and you still lost a bunch of money because you put twenty dollars on or fifty dollars on all twenty teams, but if it's Leicester. At the time, it doesn't even the money doesn't matter. It's just like oh shit! Like you could you could you could frame that as oh I knew, I knew, I knew what they had. I don't know. I feel like yeah, if I was a billionaire and just money did not matter, I would I would put fifty dollars on every single team and do that for ten years and maybe have another Lester. And it's just that that can that's a story for myself as a billionaire. Like, yeah. Now I just need to make the billion, the the, the yeah, one billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's all I. That's all I've left. My dream is to be able part. to put fifty dollars on every team. But that's the easy part. That's the yeah, easy part. That is the easy part. <sighs> but guys, that is, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be the end of our episode today. Thank you There's so no much. There's no girls watching yeah, to this. Hey, <laughs> you don't know. Don't be that way. If you were a female listening to this podcast, two two guys. I mean, I'm kind of drunk. I don't think Matt's drunk, but generally that's how we record uh me drunk and him not drunk uh if you are a female listening to this podcast please reach out to us because i'm i'm just genuinely curious because i feel like i feel like our audience is generally male um but i'm curious i'm curious like i i just i don't get that demographic correctly on our distributing platform like it says like oh you know mostly male you know some female listeners like i'm just curious to reach out to us yeah, so, once again, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and I say that in every every sense of the word, ladies and gentlemen, oh, thank yeah. you so much once again for uh, listening to the EPL Boys podcast. We greatly appreciate and love all of the support. Remember, give us a follow on Instagram to be up to date with all the updated stuff coming from the EPL Boys camp as well. Whatever streaming service you are listening to us to, please please, please, please give us a subscribe and please give us a five-star review. It goes a very, very long way. Guys, we have our award show later this week, so please be on the lookout for that. So guys, for my name is Matt, 
As always with JD, guys, we want you to be safe, we want you to be well, and we will see you guys later in the week. Peace out.